GM. What's that, man? GM. What's going on? Kevin. Kevin? Kevin over there. Oh, I have Kevin up. I forgot about Kevin. You can leave him there. Good old Kevin. Do the pat head thing on there. That is one of my favorite reactions. We love Kevin. We love the Kevin. What's going on? Nothing much. A critter squat just sold for two E. I am examining it, trying to figure it out. The critter squat? A critter squat, one plot, a 64 by 64 plot just sold for a two E. Yeah. I wonder. I'm going in. Oh, it's it's right beside the main spawn. Right by spawn, right? Yeah, dude. There you come. go. Yeah. High valued spot. What a premium. What a premium with the floor sitting at 0.14. Right? You're uh you're a little underwater right now. What happened there? I'm underwater? Yeah, it just sounds like uh it, it, you sound muffled. Hmm. I cannot figure that out. Hopefully it corrects itself. <laughs> you less sure? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's still happening, huh? As the audience hearing me underwater? I don't know. I'll let them answer. I'm not sure. Do I sound underwater, audience? Let us know before we do the drum roll. He's speaking from inside his bong. Great. <laughs> I guess that's a confirmation. Let's see what I can do. GM, DGENs, Chipper, Toro, Crypto Cosmos, Illuminati, Ella, Misled Society, Sandman. A little muffled. Very understandable. Mm -hmm. It's a little mm -hmm. better. Here we go. Did you get your coffee yet? I didn't get my coffee yet. No. It hasn't showed up? No, it hasn't shown up. Weird. Sometimes that happens. It'll be here any minute. You'll hear, I'll put it on mute. You'll be like, oh, I guess FMC isn't here right now. Let me talk about something for a second. Then I'll be back. Coffee and ham. What'd you order this morning? Lattes. Did you know you can put the emphasis on the A sometimes to throw people off? A latte. A latte. A latte. Is there a flavored latte or is it just like a latte? I, I, and look, I don't want to judge anyone, but if you, so much get, better now. if you get flavor in your coffee, then we don't drink the same. We're not, you're built, built differently. We are not the same. I, I am not one of these purists who say you should only drink black coffee, though I don't judge them, right? That's fine or whatever, but um, I don't put flavor in my coffee, nor do I put sugar. It is coffee and cream of God and A little bit of cream, no sugar? Yeah. I'm because, so... Mm, yes. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, fat is flavor, right? In cooking, you add fat, it mm. brings out flavor. That's what it does in coffee. People say it actually hurts the taste of the coffee. I disagree. A little cream actually brings out the flavor in the coffee. I do love cream. I've tried to do the milk. It's just not the same. I ha Yeah, I never got... I mean... I understand a steam milk is in a latte, but you, if I'm just getting coffee, it's half and half. Or cream, as they call it. Yes. Yeah, that's what I put. I do put a little bit of sugar in there, though. I'm, just, yeah. I'm slowly starting to wean myself off of that, too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I remember like years ago seeing like an infographic, not an infographic, like a video of how much sugar you actually consume throughout the day. If you like drink this and like have like a can of Coke and et cetera. And they were like, just like piling it up. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. At the popular science fair experiment. Was it? Yeah. Kids will put sugar in baggies and uh, show how much granular sugar is in a Coke or something. Yeah. Nine teaspoons in a can of Coke. Which is crazy. Yeah. I used to drink rye and Coke all the time. And uh, Mm -hmm. then I I realized. Yep. I was shown the light. Tonic water I thought was healthier. Also Mm -hmm. full of sugar. Mm Mm-hmm. Sweet, delicious tonic water. Mm. Gin and tonic. Yep. Jim. Did you get your hash situation sorted out? Yeah. uh, I went down to the club yesterday and they hooked me up. How does that even happen? Was it just uh, like an empty well, jar? You want to know it's funny too, because I, you know, sometimes they get a large amount and they weigh it out themselves into gram jars or whatever. And sometimes they'll buy prepackaged hash from a certain company. So I didn't know what this was, but I brought it in. And when the guy should, because I DM the other owner last night. And when I got there, it was a different owner. And when I showed him, um, first, I was like, oh, you want to see how fire it is? And I hope just to get him back with the same joke. I, was, I opened the jar and it was empty. And he laughed at me like, Haha, but, you know, like he didn't think it was that funny. And I was like, all right. And I, I walked over to the fridge. I started to exchange it. He's like, what's up? I said, oh, it was empty. He said, oh, it was empty. I thought you finished it. <laughs> I thought you meant you finished it overnight. I'm like, but first of he all, didn't get the memo. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, they they laughed at, oh, but I guess the moral of the story was they bought these pre-packaged. So they went, wait a minute. He turned to his other partner. He was like, did we buy this empty jar? He was like, yeah, we bought that. So thought that was funny. They they were all they uh, were also shorted. So they have to, I'm sure, contact that supplier today and say, you owe us money. Yeah, it definitely happens every once in a while on whatever style of production line they have. One gets missed. You, well, you, you get that every once in a while. Yeah, and they're heavy. Carton of milk with no milk in it. or Yeah, and they're heavy, heavy glass jars that weigh 10 times as much as the product in them. So it's very di- – you, you wouldn't know just by picking it up. Whereas if you pick yes. up a bag of weed and it's empty, you would know because it would weigh a lot less. This you you don't know the glass. Well, you yeah, you picked it out and walked home with it and, <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah. and didn't had no idea, right? No. Idea. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, well, glad it got made right for you. It's you know, it's funny how few and far between these things actually happen, but every once in a while it does happen. And uh, I mean, some people get pissed about it. Holy. Yep. You know. He has an opportunity to demand free shit and make it right. My time. Yeah, I was hoping some free stuff. No, no, uh, no luck. Schnurr. I'm not a schnur. I was just hoping they'd be like, wow, you had to, you know, not only spend your time coming down here, but also the, the transportation fees. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, not to criticize them, but like, you know, good, good management will recognize that and, uh, or like good customer service will recognize that and, uh, and, and help you out a little bit with it too. Yeah. yeah Just well. the, especially if you don't ask, that's the thing, right? If you walk in there and be like, give me free shit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Right. It was an accident, you know, yeah. guns blaring. <laughs>
Cool, man. You want to do the uh, the old drum roll? GM DGens, and welcome to the Wednesday, March 3rd edition of the Alpha Mint Morning Show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch TV. I am your host, R2DGen, and I'm joined with me by uh, the lovely free market capitalist. Hey, now. Hey, now. I forgot to turn the music off. It is the third day of March. We are, uh, you know, two months into the year, and uh, things are... uh, a little quiet, you know, content is being a little bit harder to dig up. You look at the news and it's mostly centered around what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia, which is obviously important and, uh, and newsworthy. Um, but, uh, you know, it's definitely front and center stage and people aren't talking about much else in the, in the greater scheme of things. NFTs are drying up a little bit. The floors are, are falling, not super dramatically but definitely feeling the uh the downward pressure as uh, as people start to uh undercut each other on the floors and there's not a lot of buying pressure to scoop it back up the open sea charts the volume charts have uh, have been down dramatically through the first 3 days of march and uh here we are but nothing's dead still lots to talk about still lots going on free market how was your wednesday Wednesday was good. It was nice. We had the first official morning squeeze. Mm-hmm. Congrats again by that. Showcase. Yep. And uh, we had an awesome, we had some very awesome guests on, including uh, Lucien, who took the first digital photograph ever. Uh, he was working with Kodak back in the day, back in the 80s. And he took the first digital photograph. And the homie New Notes, shout out, who... Uh, Actually, did a shoot in London with Drift. Shout out! To oh, Drift. nice from Drifter Shoots. Where my vans go? Well, they went to London, and he went and uh, climbed on top of some stuff with Drift. Took some amazing pictures. That collection is coming out um, very soon, and it was really awesome to talk to them. Boy, that stuff makes me. Uh, it's hard to look at and it's fun to look at. I feel like I'm up there with them. My, my stomach starts to get queasy. I asked him yesterday, I said, do you tell your parents before you go and do these things? Because I don't, I don't know if I would be able to handle that as, uh, as a parent. So. Yeah. It's it's um yeah I mean I saw I see all these these videos of those people that will climb the uh, the skyscrapers or even the the skyscrapers that are under construction and have the um the crane sitting on top of them and they're like there's no harness there's no um uh, safety nets or anything like that they just go all the way up to the top and then they like they stand up there and film themselves and like I I. You know, I never thought that I actually had like a legitimate fear of heights, but watching those videos um, make me like actually queasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it is just it's such a um, a strange feeling to watch people do that. And uh, but I, I love it. I mean, where my vans go is a great uh, NFT collection. This guy is incredibly talented, not only at climbing, but taking great pictures up there. I'll pull it up as well. Uh, I'm sure most people have seen them, but um, you know. Um, the uh, the idea of going up there is is definitely not for me. I see those videos of those guys. You know those like the little hoverboard things with the two wheels, and people are like driving them around on the ledges. I'm like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Well, um, 
nice. It was a 40 ETH floor last time I looked, up to 66 now. Two and a half thousand volume. In yeah, ETH. it's not even like one of those collections that have barely sold any and just, you know, have a, a couple people that listed it for very high. This is a... Yeah, watching Drift um, rise to what is well-deserved. Again, I talk about what is good art? It's art that makes you feel. Well, this shit makes you feel uh, almost unlike any art I've ever seen. And it's worth it. I mean, this is this is getting the price it's worth. He's going to be uh, at Sotheby's again soon. So, yeah, there's there's definitely some danger pay baked into that floor as well. Yeah, no, he is. Um, well, exactly. For the risk that he takes, for the art that he produces, um, you can it's it's hard to hard yeah to- this is beautiful photography too I, we didn't even prepare for this in the pre-show but i remember or we had we had a brief conversation about this you and i yesterday um and and you're gonna get up there with them too right when they come to new york yeah we're so nft nyc we are going to um we're gonna go, go do some stuff yeah yeah you're gonna get up on the uh a lot before it happens i've learned <laughs> There's like protocol because what they do is, um, oh no, thank you. Can't you. quite say what what the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I just pulled this one up. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay. But, sorry. Protocol. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. Um, well, there's a lot of uh, legal issues that goes into getting the right shots with these things, so we can't. Mm-hmm talk about it until afterwards no of course oh there it is yeah no i know um i know with a lot of these things you see people that climb up there they actually have parachutes to do base jumping um and to get out of the situation they they basically just jump and parachute away and then you'll see like a a team of police cars trying to find where they're going to land and uh, and whatnot but yeah most um most buildings and 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 whatnot do not approve of people climbing on them in this fashion so yeah not only is there a uh, a huge hugely dangerous element to getting a shot like this but there's also a legal element as well um but it, it is very fascinating to see people uh with the ability to do this because um to say that it's not for everybody to execute is probably an understatement. There are very few people in the world, not only capable of climbing like this, but uh, willing to do so. Um, but I mean, scrolling through this collection is is just it's unreal to see all of the places that he's been in this world um, and and like a legitimately seriously talented photographer as well, because, uh, you know, you can't just get up there and just snap shots and expect them to be amazing. Um, this one look overlooking Central Park there is uh, is is really great too. And this is all he wants to do. We talk about art, how it spills out of people uncontrollably, and you know he he is now afforded the ability to travel around the world and do this. That's what he wants to do. I think it's a beautiful thing. Talk is that the Dakota right there? Uh, I cannot. Oh. It's that or the Essex building. Yeah. Cool. Great. So you had a you had a conversation with uh with them and uh yeah. Um talking a lot about photography NFTs which is uh you know a lot of people have uh, pegged them to be one of the the trends in 2022 at some point. 
Yeah, well, honestly, it's not even at some point. I would argue, I, I know a lot of, and, you know, talk about the Little Lemons community is heavy in photographers. That's one reason we do these little showcases because there's just so many in there and they're selling. It's really heartening. They post their work, they get a little, you know, a little bit of popularity and they're starting to sell. So I think photography is coming into its own here this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the other one that completely uh, or sorry, quickly comes to mind is the what is it? Justin Aversano, the uh, twin twin flames. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where it yep, takes pictures of the of different twins all over the world and whatnot. And uh, th- I mean, that's a huge collection as well. Does very, very well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's great. Congrats on the uh, the first official lemon squeeze space. And uh, I'm sure many, many more to come. Indeed. Cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about crypto, although not tons to talk about. It is kind of just bouncing around in the same range that we mentioned um, yesterday and kind of what it was doing uh, for a while there after it had its bounce back up um, from some some pretty low, uh, pretty low lows after the Ukrainian news. But yeah, sitting at 2,900 for ETH, 43.7 thousand for Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, like like we mentioned yesterday, just kind of trading within this, you know, plus minus three or 4% range and bouncing around, um, waiting probably for some macro news, either good or bad to kind of take the next step forward. But, um, seems to be all kind of baked in right now, honestly. Yeah. And I'm looking at, um, the S and P 500 batting up against resistance right now at around 4,400, which we called yesterday. I think the market was at about 33.50 when we were talking about it. We said 3,400 to 3,450s is the next level to watch as far as resistance. Um, coming up into that, and we're waiting for the next geopolitical shoe to drop. So I would expect more sideways consolidation uh, between 3,000 and 2,800 here until um, we get something that knocks us out of it. And if it is a de-escalation of tensions, we're going to rally. And obviously, if it's some new um, thing we did not expect, it is going to uh, it is going to fall. So we are watching and still at the mercy of geopolitical news, though right now, technically, the chart is setting up bullish. It's just a matter of the news fitting that narrative, which I think it will, which I think it will. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm under the impression some conversations are starting to go down, but it does look like that situation is actually intensifying rather than than de-escalating um, based on what I've seen in, in reports coming out of there. And this is what I find very interesting because I talk about watching the S&P 500 is the best way to get a gauge of news. And as what seemed like increased tensions were coming out, there wasn't really a reaction in markets. And that's a big clue to me. That tells me that whatever the issue du jour is saying that I, I forgot, I think Putin over the weekend said that they would um, use nuclear force if we interfered in in Ukraine. Um, we seem to certainly come off 3000 at that point and bounce down to 2900. But we've really been ba- bouncing back and forth between. We got up to 3K yesterday. Um, it's back down a little bit. There's rhetoric and talk right now, but if the market really believed it, it would be tanking again. So right now, the market doesn't believe it. Doesn't mean it's not true, but I tend to uh, lean on the side of the market's bias. And right now, market says that it's going to de-escalate. So 
Yeah, hoping for the best. Nice, be nice to see a little bit of a run and some some life back, come back into to crypto as well as we're kind of just waiting for that to happen. But obviously, the the main focus is getting the situation in Ukraine resolved, hopefully as as peacefully and and undramatically as possible. Well, S and P is at forty eight at forty four hundred is about eight or nine percent off the highs, which isn't ideal, but it's certainly not. Um, Honestly, when you ze- when you zoom out, that's a pretty standard correction. You're not even talking about bear market territory, which we may have been in briefly. But again, I think technically the chart's setting up very nicely. If we get any hint of de-escalation, I think there's going to be a very big rally, which probably won't be good for NFTs, to be honest, because this, yeah. this, will, this will drag spot Bitcoin and ETH with it. So uh, maybe not the best news for NFTs, but hey, when the underlying assets go up, at the very least, we're not losing uh, dollar value. Maybe we lose a little in terms of ETH, but uh, I would say that you know we want it to rally up to thirty eight hundred because then it'll calm down and consolidate, and it'll give uh, NFTs a chance to work again right back into bullish seasonality, which is still this backdrop we have. Right? Yeah, and I was going to say right, like that that run might be like a little bit of short term pain for NFTs, but of course, with ETH going up. The dollar value is 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 increasing on the NFTs as well, but yeah, I mean, it, it once that does cool down, I mean, there is a there is a very great opportunity for NFTs to be off to the races again, you know. And and with the NFT market, we've seen. Um, oh my god, I didn't have the screen pulled up all this entire time. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, the um, you know, I, I think NFTs were kind of hitting up against this wall too, with the you know the the incredible run that it went on for the beginning of the year. Um, a lot of these mints were you know either soft rugs or just straight up hard rugs. We've seen a lot of liquidity change hands for better or worse. We've seen a lot of these projects just you know send the money right to Coinbase and put it into their wallets. And I think that the you know the the minting meta has also shifted um, in terms of the allow list based basically being almost 100% of the project and then just a very small amount of them being available to anybody that wasn't on the list. And I think all of this is kind of just consolidating into um, kind of just a, a, a bit of a pressing of the brakes on the NFT market as uh, as a, a reset is kind of in order. And now we we start to try and refigure it out. And, uh, you know, crypto going up in the meantime is is not the worst solution in the world. Reset. <laughs> we need to get that. You you were gonna get that sound effect um, uh, panel. Pretty much do them my own now, on my own now. I actually I just thought it was a real sound effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's the latte or the latte? The latte. It's nice. It's yeah. nice. It stayed warm while it was uh, in in transit. It did. I don't think it's so cold today, but it stayed warm. It's oh not. My God. Uh, I was walking the dog this morning. On the cafe and not on the delivery guy because it's warm. So it must have just been the cafe that was backed up with orders, not though. Yeah. Happens. Cold morning out there. Um, Fed Chair Powell calls for congressional action on crypto amid Ukraine and Russia conflict. The chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, has said in recent events in Ukraine underline the need for crypto regulations. Um, I'm 
curious as to what further regulations that Jerome Powell is actually looking for. But if there's one kind of sub narrative that's going on with uh, with the invasion of Ukraine going down is that a lot of people have piggybacked onto this idea that um, Russia is is avoiding sanctions and and doing funny shit with the crypto market. Um I, 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 to me, this is just uh, um, using the current situation as leverage to to get what they want. But um, you know, before all of this was going down, we were getting lots of news from Congress, like having these meetings with Bitcoin and, and crypto experts and crypto exchanges, starting to talk about them very favorably. We talked about how the, some of the staffers, being younger, are probably going to be putting a lot of positive pressure. Um, on onto to crypto and whatnot, but you know, here we are in a completely different dynamic in the global markets right now. And the narrative again is that, and we saw this in, in Canada too. Crypto is a problem. Crypto is you know how these criminals and how these people um, evade things. And you know, I think most of the people in this room could agree that that's just not necessarily true, or not any more true than people use cash, right? Well, yeah, and. The government and the people who work in it, especially the ones at the higher level, they're very smart. They all went to great universities, right? This is, they are going to leverage any situation to their advantage. doesn't matter what the situation is. This is a situation that they can leverage to their political will, just like COVID, all right? We, the, the world, forget just America, the world needed direct stimulus for a very long time to actually spur inflation. We've been trying to spur inflation for decades. People are like, oh no, it's inflation. What are we doing? That's what governments have been trying to do for decades, but they couldn't because the only way to get actual inflation is to give money to people who will spend it. For decades, we've been giving it to banks. And that is why we haven't experienced the hyperinflation everywhere. Banks are savers. They take that money and they stuff it in a mattress. They lend it out to very, very... Uh, high credit individuals, all right? When you give direct stimulus to regular people, they go out and spend it. And when they go out and spend it, it reduces the amount of supply of goods out there, it increases the demand, and we get inflation, all right? They could not have done that without COVID. COVID gave them the political capital, the political will to pass direct stimulus. Republicans would have never allowed it, ever, ever. And that's what happened. Now we're seeing this with Ukraine. Ukraine, it's a geopolitical situation. Most people defer to, of course, this is a humanitarian crisis. It's what is taking, you know, it's what should take the front seat in any discussion related to this. That means that people like governments, that people like lobbyists, that people who are uh, Machiavellian in nature are going to use whatever the situation is to leverage their cause. And they're going to say that, well, because of this, this, and this, we now have to go out to crypto. Just like they said, well, because of this, this, and this, we now have to give direct stimulus to people. So these situations give parties leverage to get the things they want. And that is, um, I don't think it will be effective to be, I don't think crypto regulation is possible. Uh, that is, I think a pipe dream for governments. Um, so yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I mean you can you can swing this uh, this conversation any way you want if you're looking to use it to leverage too, right? Like, there's lots of people on the other side of it that will say, "Look at how good crypto has done for supporting Ukraine," right? And it's all just the perspective that you want to take to 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 be able to use it to leverage the outcome that you want, right? Exactly. And right now they are using Ukraine for both sides of the argument and that's the result yeah no for sure i mean uh i also have the article of like yellen says treasury will monitor crypto and other channels for sanction evasions uh yellen suggested the cryptocurrency sector wasn't one russia could easily use to evade sanctions so she basically came out and said like sure you 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 could and we're going to keep an eye on it like we're keeping an eye on everything else but it isn't um uh, a, a sector where it's just like a foregone conclusion that you can evade any sanctions that you want. Um, there was more of a uh, thread by this Jake Travinsky that you know outlined why Russia can't use crypto to invade. In, pardon me, invade evade sanctions. Um, but you know, U.S. crypto companies offer a variety of services. Russia doesn't get to use them anymore. That's the sanction, just with all U.S. goods and services. Russia's ability to use the underlying technology doesn't let them evade the sanction in any way. So, I mean, you know, it, there's kind of just the flip side of it of saying like, yeah, crypto exists, and you know, these these crypto exchanges are still pro-Russian citizens having the power to use crypto, but just anti-Russian government using their platforms to do so. Right. So um, last news article that I have pulled up is the SEC targets NFT creators uh, marketplaces over ICO like sales. The SEC has reportedly sent subpoenas as part of its investigation. So um, for any anyone wondering whether or not the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission is um, on top of what's going on in NFTs, I think the answer is yes. I don't know what the... Um, the uh, the outcome will be obviously they are likening it to the 2017 2018 ICO fiasco where uh, they basically deemed that these were unregistered securities and 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 all of that stuff. Um, some NFTs seem to be mimicking that. Maybe something like Pixel Non comes to mind. But well, I was going to say, did they cite any projects in there at all? No, it was pretty. It was a pretty vague. Um, um, overarching idea just that the sec is is looking at this but i would definitely suspect that a couple of of high profile projects that have launched recently um have piqued their interest yeah i mean i you know there's a few keywords in a, in an article like this number one you go to the top in the headline and they're already giving up the ghost right there it says report right there's nothing confirmed we don't know what this is about and as you know, with the game of telephone, when one person gets something and then tells a friend and then that friend tells the friend who decides to call up decrypt and leak, it's gone through four different filters already. We don't know what's going on. They didn't cite anything specific. This sounds like an article planted by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission because they know they can't do anything. I am telling you guys, it is a farce. It is a farce. They cannot regulate this stuff. They're going to try. They're going to cause a pullback every time they talk about it, but they can't. It's impossible. It will move. It will move out of their jurisdiction and it will still exist because the network is decentralized. Period. Yeah. 
Period. Yeah, I mean the 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 very uh, the very most that I can see them is uh, you know coming down on these companies that kind of sit in the middle of like let's just call them Web two point five the centralized companies that operate right like an FTX or a Coinbase and they're going to be treading very carefully anyways with all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, um, particularly with Ethereum. Uh, the network being decentralized and, and really being truly decentralized is a huge uh, layer of protection uh, against regulation and whatnot. So, um, yeah, but I mean, it just, it just one of those, uh, one of those articles that like, you know, they're, they're always looking. I actually do agree with you. The, the, the broad vagueness of it is, um, is telling in its own right. Yes, exactly. What was the, uh, there was another article we were talking about that too. There was like, um, uh, oh, it was a, it was a, um, a Euro, the European Union seizing a bunch of NFTs and stuff like that. And like, not in there, was there any specifics as to, uh, which, where, why, how? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just one of those things that like, this is a very suspect article, um, in regards to the, the lack of specificity. Yep. So, yep. um, and, and I'm telling you, you see it all the time. I mean, you saw it in the New York Times during the Trump administration and you see it now. It's not even that there isn't a kernel of truth to everything. It's that you just when there's not enough details, you might as well just step back and say, who cares? You might as well step back and say it doesn't matter because on some level, who knows what part of this is true and who knows what they're targeting, who knows what they're after. Until we get details, this is honestly a nothing burger. It's a type of fodder. That gets you know fed to the media to to start a conversation. Yeah, and and get people and scared. Get, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's all I've got for the news. As I mentioned, it was just very centered around crypto regulation, uh, the geopolitical situations, and 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 all of that stuff. But uh, you know, obviously, that's the talk right now. The only other thing that popped up this morning that you brought up is we used to we talked about looks rare quite a bit, and that's actually gone on quite a run this morning. Um, <laughs> no, wait, zoom back out to show quite the run, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it Very had quite the run. Quite the run. Go look. It'll, it's quite the run when you zoom in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's up 60% this morning, right? It so, is. It is. Yeah. A, a, a nice 60% up to down um, 50% from the highs. So not even down 80%. Yeah. Yeah. Down a lot more. Really yeah. thought you can, uh, you can actually track a lot of what's going on in the crypto market with the looks chart. This like this little pump right here, I believe was when yeah. uh, the uh, open sea hack kind of started to, to come into play. And then it just kind of took off all the way down again there. But uh, if you're a looks holder, um, I, I wonder where this like just went wrong. Are you still holding? Are you still participating in that as well? Like yeah, I, I, I a thousand looks. What's that? I bought another thousand looks, very cheap. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this. I bought, a, I bought a thousand and staked it. What? What am I giving up on this concept? No, I think it's still a it's still a great play. I mean, I had to exit um, at some point. It was definitely not at the high uh, to free up some liquidity for some of the drops that I was looking at um, early November. Or sorry, fuck November, February. But uh, I mean, it's still still it's still a play here um, in the. Weth offers like how's the wet how's the Weth rewards been? 
the wet the wet rewards have been pretty terrible. I'll be honest. I think yeah. I've earned 0.02 over the last few weeks, and that's just because obviously the wash trading is down a lot. Mm. Um, and the having occurred in which it cut the APR anyway, the amount that people were going to get as rewards. So looks up 60%, looking good, still down 80% off the high. So a little work to do here for uh to return to former glory. The Weth rewards are down. I think that um, this summer, we're going to see some pretty impressive things with looks as we get out of this bearish seasonality. Right now, that bearish backdrop can't uh, can't get out. Let's see where X2Y2 is. Yeah, I just X2. thought, like, uh, uh, outperforming X2Y2 substantially. That was... Um, like, what, 39 cents. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, down about ninety yeah. percent on that. Did, one, I, did so. I ever tell you how much I love my lemons randomly for no reason? I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> yes, uh, I have heard rumors that you do like the lemons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Wonder Pals revealed yesterday. Uh, I think to some mixed results. I know you were you were on a spaces when the reveal went down. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I took a look at them this morning. I took most of yesterday evening off. And when I woke up, saw the reveal. And I mean, I, I guess whelmed would be uh, the, the word that I would use. Um, <laughs> whelmed. Is that, do people use that term? That's actually pretty genius, my friend. Do people use that term? I don't know. I just, uh, what's that? Is that a floor one with the apple on its head and the glasses? I like that one. You see with the jersey? Yeah, just sitting just above floor there. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Free would rock that one. The one that they randomly generated for Uncle Free is not his style. It is very not the one he would choose. What did you end up getting? I got one with a polka dot shirt and fire on its head, but it's not quite coordinated or matched well. I mean, look at that lemon head on the. They couldn't give me one of those. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that would have been. Uh, oh, if yeah. you knew. Boy, the lemons went nuts trying to get all the lemon heads. I'm pretty sure yesterday during the sniping phase, all the lemon heads were sniped uh, from the Wonder Pals collection and bought by actual lemons. There are a few traits. There is the lemon on the head. The little lemon. Right. There is the lemon mask, which goes over the head. And then there are actual lemons in the top 30 rarity. Uh, here, I believe the biggest sale was the Alien Friend one of one, which sold for sixteen ETH yesterday. Kind of a kind of cheap, to be honest, for a project that has kind of the highest floor of the ones that were hyped last week. Um, uh, you know, minus Invisible Friends. Uh, yet they only saw that sixteen ETH sale and that twelve ETH sale for another one of one. Nothing blowing anybody out of the water, but still very consistent volume. And the dip it saw post-reveal was short-lived. It bounced back very quickly. I think it got down to 0.48 at one point. Bounced back very quickly. Um, I will be honest. I the I was in a live spaces during the reveal. We, we made a kind of um, Wonder Pals themed and we brought people in to talk about it. Like you said, I don't think people disliked the collection. I just think the commons left people underwhelmed. And that, you know, I, I that normally causes a dump, right? We, we tend to see things pull back pretty hard if the commons aren't desirable enough that people want to go out and get them. Really didn't see that here. Yeah, it dipped for about 40 minutes, but they were bought back pretty quickly. This is one of those projects that, again, I have no inside information. I don't know anything about 
what's going on, but it feels like, you know, real life licenses are, are, you know, on the roadmap for this type of, but the way people were talking about it beforehand, I think there's more than the pictures you were given yesterday. Um, so with, in respect to both Starcatchers and Wonder Pals, I'm waiting for the next. And now, cause remember these were projects with no roadmaps and I know they have roadmaps. So yeah, intentionally. So, intentionally. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. This was a matter of managing expectations and you can't be mad sitting at, you know, 4X and 8X from your mint price before you've even hit them with what this shit is about. I mean, I think that's a very good strategy for these projects. And you know what? They may not even be in a hurry. Given the state of the market, given the state, they may be like, we don't care. Let it pull back a little more. We can hit we can hit them with this anytime we want. Why take that arrow out of our quiver until it's absolutely necessary? So, you know, I think it was here's here's what I'll say about the mixed reaction too. people were either underwhelmed or loved them. I actually there were quite a few people that really did love them. So it wasn't like love or hate. Or it wasn't that most people think they were mediocre. I would say some people were underwhelmed. Some people actually really love them. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes here where I wouldn't discount uh, the potential of this project, of star catchers, of all the ones that launched. I completely agree. And sometimes a polarizing reaction is absolutely not the worst thing in the world either, no. right? I mean, if it's if it's unanimously uh, disliked, that's that's going to be a problem. But um, having some of those opposing views where people really, really like them or people really, really dislike them. I mean, it definitely keeps the conversation going on them, too. And it also also solidifies the people that really like it kind of creates that like, you know, a little bit of a back up the wall and back against the wall mentality of of like oh you don't like them well like i like them extra extra amount just because you don't like them and what what i mean and what you just described is a phenomenon i talk about all the time on this show it's that bull markets are built on the back of disagreement people think bull markets are when everyone's bullish and everything's going up that is wrong bull markets are when 50 percent of the participants are bullish because That means you still have half the idiots out there to come over to your side. That means there's still half the population out there to buy your bags. The moment that switches over to only 25%, 20%, 10%, that's when we flip. That's when sentiment flips. That's when we start to go down. So disagreement is exactly what you want. We've talked about it a million times, how emotion is what drives price. It doesn't matter if it's FUD. It doesn't matter if it's FOMO. It's emotion that drives price. So disagreement, it's not just sometimes what you want. It's exactly what you want if you're bullish on a product. When you're bullish on something that you minted and you love and some idiot comes on his show and says it's going to zero, you should laugh. You should be happy. It's amazing to me. If you're if someone fuds your bags and it really bothers you, maybe those bags are not quite as good as you think. Because deep down, when you have high conviction on a play, like I have with lemons, I don't care how much FUD people say in the D-Gen Dojo on a daily basis. They love to shit on lemons. It's fine. I don't care. And you shouldn't care either when someone shits on your play. Have confidence in your plays. If it really bothers you, maybe it's not such a good play to begin with. 
No, I mean, it's a great point. And it's it's such a good binding mechanism too, right? Because you you go to seek out people who have the same feelings towards you. And that's not to say creating an echo chamber or anything, but it's just, you know, if, if a community forms around that adversity, that's kind of that they're being met with, uh, it's very, 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 very tight bonds within that community at that point, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, pulling these up this morning, I immediately clicked on the uh, the buy now button rather than the highest last price button. My initial reaction was like, oh, okay, like something like this. This is what I expected. And then I was, you know, zooming out a little bit and I'm like, I see a lot of just the the same kind of thing. Like I'm just looking at, you know, these first five there and I was like, or, you know, seven of the, of the nine on this top row here. And I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And you go down a little bit more and I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure that I'm thrilled about this, but you know, sometimes some, some average mediocre floors. And like I said, they, they don't look bad. Um, you know, sometimes an average or mediocre floor actually does well to solidify, you know, the the, the mid-range ones and the higher ones too. Because as I started scrolling, I started to see more and more that I actually really did like. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a ton you know, of you're starting to, yeah. yeah you're starting to see something like that. Yeah. Like, okay, this one's kind of cool. I'm like, oh, I like this bunny head. I like uh, Oh, I'm like, this like guy's. The ones with sunglasses get me. I think they're very cute. Mm-hmm. I, I like the ones with sunglasses a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, as I know, Sage pulled an apple head last night. Shout out to Sage. They're they're good. Um, they're for, you know we talked about this even beforehand. They also work really well in the PFP. You want to talk about like yes. almost look better in a PFP than they do uh, in a big picture. And maybe it's not even almost. It's true, and that's that's a that's that's a master class, so to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, we discovered they have Hello Kitty. Uh, Wonder Pals, just like the Lemonettes, the Hello Kitty Lemons with the lemon bows on it. Yeah. Driz, one of the founding members of the Lemonettes, pulled a Hello Kitty Wonder Pal. It was like, wow, meant to be. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant to be. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's perfect. I mean, I I see this orange pop up. I'm like, I love this one. I love this one. And then I look at the one beside it. I'm like, that one's not doing it. But that's that's good, too. You know what? Um, We've done this live on the show when you were looking at Cool Cats, right? Yeah. Cool Cats is a universally loved project, but when you look on that, when you look on the floors there or 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 slightly above, you find this whole mix of like, that's not me, not really feeling this one, don't like yeah. this one. At, oh, this one's cool, right? And you know, you know well, the more that I'm talking through it, the more that I, I uh, I'm beginning to like this project. Well, honestly, look at Doodles. <laughs> I hate the first totally ten rows of Doodles. They're, it's not, and it's not even that I hate them. They're just like, Beh. you know, like all right. But like the nice doodles, you're like, whoa, like, yo, look at the doodle, like blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's, it, it is um, not necessarily detrimental to a collection if the commons are, um, are underwhelming to some, because we can see that in doodles. It, it, um, the ones I've, that are, I've always felt that way about cool cats and I love cool cats. I just don't love all of the cool cats. Right. And we all discount how much these are fat. Like, you know, I we constantly look at things like non-fungible peoples or other than we go, wow, how would anyone want to wear? There's a lot of people out there in the world and they all have different styles and different thoughts and different colors that make them happy and make them feel good and life experiences. So, you know, what, we, we never know what's going to grab someone and say, oh, that's my forever JPEG or that's the one I identify with. And, yeah, I, I mean, I think between you and I being up on the show, I think our like our Venn diagram of what we like and what we don't like have mm-hmm. a lot of overlap 
obviously you have specific tastes and I have specific tastes that we don't always see eye to eye on. Um, But there is a huge group of people um, that sit almost completely outside of that. And anything that, you know, when we're talking on this show, it's not to discount um, what you like or anything. By no means are we the, uh, the end all be all of what your opinion should be. It's just, you know, our wheelhouses and what we're drawn to. But you look at those hyper realistic ones and I, I, for the most part, for some of them, I understand why there are people that are drawn to them as opposed to something like this. Um, I'm also going to remove the, uh, the, the hyper-realistic animals that were all done by the same people from that conversation because those are just um, rugs. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I look at like non-fungible people as a great example. Uh, does do much for us, but obviously they are doing well for a reason. Oh, I don't even know if they're doing well anymore. I just, Were they, oh, they, they did go on an incredible run, though, didn't they? Kind of, yeah. And they're they have a partner. Their partner would champion clothing or fashion. Which was the one that was just um um going up like crazy uh, a couple weeks ago? Not out of the blue. It was done by the uh, out on of the Twitter. Hmm? Out of the pocket. No. Oh. It was a hyper realistic one. Um, uh, oh God, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. These dour darcells, I can't escape them. Every every two hours, someone asked me about these dour darcells, the ones that look like the monster from Monsters Inc. Yes, they were brought up on the uh, show the other day in the chat. They're obviously well. going to be a cook. I every like seventeen people have come to me. What do you think of these dour darcells? They're, they're obviously going to cook. I don't think this is not one of those like three D fake projects regardless of what you think of the art this is like a real artist who um who is, who is putting his passion on the page and yeah you know, it's they, uh, they better watch out from weather report because the head of it is a circle yeah no i'm kidding um no i i actually have seen this uh this pop up a, a lot as well um and obviously you're you're seeing it too so yeah um Plus, I don't know. I it because it seems like the name should be Sour, uh, <laughs> and it just sounds like Mike Tyson saying "Thou with the fells." <laughs> Mike Tyson, you know, bringing out a new uh, a new impersonation there. That would the fells. That would yeah. the fells. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Oh my god! Um, speaking of those hoverboards, have you ever seen that video of Mike Tyson uh, driving one around in his like dining room and just absolutely oh, yeah. shit on the floor? <laughs> Mike Tyson, national treasure. Oh god! I mean, yeah, treasure. Uh, Love that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he he has obviously looked back on his career with um a lot of disapproval about what happened and, and what he was, but uh, he's hilarious now. I know his personal life was very, uh, very turbulent, unfortunate. And he did some mm-hmm. awful things that he did pay his debt to society for with a long stint in jail, but certainly um, arg- arguably the most prolific athlete at his sport of all time. I don't think anybody oh, it was insane. Ever- has come remotely close to dominating their sport in a way that Mike Tyson dominated his sport. I mean, people were terrified of getting in the ring with him. And that was like part of the advantage that he had was that any, um, any opponent that he went up against was immediately like afraid of being in that square with him. 
Go to YouTube now and just watch like the two minute clip mm-hmm. of all his fights because the, you can fit all his fights into two minutes because it was yep. one fucking punch most of the time. <laughs> Mike Tyson, I like I said, I, arguably more dominant at his. I can't think of an athlete that was more dominant at their sport than Mike Tyson was. Um, when he Sometimes did. I think Wayne Gretzky is pretty hard to, uh, that, to touch that, in that regard, yeah, too. That could be it. That could be it. And it's very hard, I think, to compare boxing to those to mm-hmm. uh, to other sports in that sense, but it's it's probably a good analogy. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky, um, Tiger Tiger Woods at his but, peak was uh, yeah. was very. If we're looking for individual sports, was mm-hmm. very untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Ted, uh, what's his name from the Red Sox, you know, batting four hundred. Oh yeah, so. does that hurt to say a little bit? <laughs> no, 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 I, that's I, all good. I no, but yeah, go is perfectly fine. Mike Tyson, I mean, there's a, definitely a younger generation. I mean, a, a lot of people don't care about boxing anymore, unfortunately, but like definitely a younger generation that didn't see him fight. And it was crazy because as soon as they touched gloves, he would just like bull rush them with that that jab, right? And back them right into a corner. It was like right off the hop, just I don't hyper know aggressive. How any human being got in the ring with that, man. I just don't oh, know. God, yeah. I remember seeing a talk show um, with with Muhammad Ali and him both being on it. Now, this is when Muhammad Ali was like not in great shape, um, you know, physically and mentally. Uh, but they were up there and the the interviewer asked Muhammad Ali, he's like, if you were in your prime, like you think you could take Mike Tyson? And Ali was just like, I wouldn't even get in the ring with this guy. Like, right. like And Ali was like the king of um just cocky arrogance being out there like I'm, you know, like and and for him to be up there and be like, hell no, man. I know it's it sound, you know, some people redefine a sport. I mean, he he was he he changed how boxing happened. I mean, he he arguably ended. <laughs> I think people were like, well, boxing's done. I mean, this guy pretty much put it to an end. Um, but yeah, no. And I understand Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor certainly dominate their weight classes. I don't think it's anything compared to Mike Tyson. I don't think it's it's even- Floyd Mayweather is a tricky subject too because he it really hand, handpicked who and when yeah, he fought I, them. I don't um, think you can compare. Or, yeah, well, Mike Tyson I, wasn't scared of anybody. Tom Brady. I mean. I don't, you know, I'm not, Tom Brady is the best of all time when it comes to quarterbacks. If I will never dispute that. You can't, you can't debate that at this point. I I don't don't understand why people try. And I'm not a, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I'm not a Buccaneers fan. The greatest moments of my life was when Tom Brady lost to Eli Manning twice. I hate the I knew it was coming. He's the best (laughs) of all time. I don't deny that. Yeah. Um, I just think that you can't compare the dominance of Mike Tyson in a sport. He was unbeatable. Uh, Tom Brady was not unbeatable. Uh, we we know that he tried to be one season until Eli Manning put that to rest. But um, yeah, and yes, I am a Yankees fan. Uh, there, Vinny, let's go Yankees. The stripes, the pinstripes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for baseball season. I, I'm going to try and go to a couple games this year. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the sport that I'm I'm pretty into besides hockey right now. Basketball and football taking a backseat, not on purpose. I think, and you know, the Knicks as they get good, I'm sure I'm going to get. Hype about that again. They've been yeah right recently. 
Zhao's bringing up Jordan. I mean, Jordan was a, absolutely a hugely dominant force in in the NBA, especially at the time. And and at the time, there wasn't a single person, especially in like the 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 six Bulls championships times. Mm-hmm. But even before then, there wasn't a single person in the league that disputed that he was the best player. Yeah. Um, so I mean, in terms of pure dominance and and kind of. Um, gap between him and the next best like yeah you could put him in that conversation um i'm not trying to be a hockey maxi or a pure canadian <laughs> here because i actually love basketball um basketball is my baby uh and and hockey i i do enjoy watching but it's not like front of mind for me most of the time but if you actually go and look at wayne gretzky's records and his record setting seasons i mean they are just unreal like you can't I, I don't know in a team sport setting if if there's anyone that can actually compare to the the stuff uh-huh. that he did like if you the one crazy Wayne Gretzky and I won't we, won't we can move on from this topic after that if you want but the one crazy Wayne Gretzky stat is that if he never scored a goal in his career he would still have the most points in in a, of any NHL player in history for their career and that's what I was you know I would love actually to have animal uh, AKA Gorak. I, you know, this is to me our resident sports expert. Mm-hmm, and I know yeah. we have a few people around who who could. Uh, I would love to get their opinion. I, I don't consider myself because you guys bring up great points. My gut still. T- I just think that nobody dominated what they did like Mike Tyson did. Even and I would say Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan were the best that ever did it at their respective sports. And I don't know if they were as dominant to them as Mike Tyson was to boxing. I just don't know. It was effort, you know, for what for what Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky did, it looked like they were working really hard on the ice yeah. and on the court, okay? Mike Tyson did not look like he was working. I yeah. swear to God, when you just, he looks like he was playing with his victims. This is this is like another level. Well, I think that was like one of the the main reasons why Evander Holyfield actually ended up beating him because he yeah. was literally the first opponent that he had in that ring that just wouldn't go down. Yeah. Like yeah. Mike Tyson was hitting him with hard punches. <laughs> like and and anybody else that he yeah. ever faced was on yeah. the mat when right. he hit them. Right. And he was beating the shit out of Holyfield and he wasn't going down. And you could watch how frustrated Mike Tyson was because he was throwing everything out of him. And it wasn't that you know, Evander Holyfield was beating him technically is that Tyson couldn't knock him down and he couldn't understand why. And then he bit his ear off. Wasn't Tyson the first person the FBI ever had their hands designated as deadly? Like he was not. (laughs) No, I'm not even kidding. He was not allowed. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the first person to have the FBI say, no, your hands are deadly weapons. You can't just punch someone. For no I think like, that was it, yeah i think there was something about that in the unfortunate like the domestic um yeah, yeah, uh, yeah abuse yeah, yeah. case that they were having it was saying like you know yeah that's it's it, he, the rules are a little different from you when you can uh you can put a you know a 300 pound heavyweight mm-hmm. boxer on the ground like you don't get to go around touching yeah. you know <laughs> normal people everyday people like <laughs> you're gonna inflict some pain I love in the in the hangover when the, he's in the hotel room and the, the one guy takes a shot. He's like, dude, you just took a hit from Mike Tyson. And we're all like pumped about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that was a bit of a sidebar, but a uh, uh, great conversation nonetheless. So um, what else do we got? Dippies went down yesterday. You were uh, you were pretty bullish on that. And for a good reason. What's that? Oh, well, the Dippies mint. 
all went all. I'm, yeah, Dippy's. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 got me. Um, Dippy's sitting at, let's refresh. It was a 0.4 floor when I pulled this tab up. And I'm assuming, yep, both the same, exactly the same right now, actually. Um, this is still pre-reveal. I liked everything that I saw from the promo videos, even just this nice little uh, um, pre-reveal GIF that they have going on here is is looking good. But um, I think this is one of those projects that if the traits are done right, there's good diversity in it and whatnot can, can be surprising. Um, upon reveal everything that we saw in, in the um, the sneak peeks and whatnot looked like there's a lot of different ways they can go with it maybe a lot of different uh, diversity and color traits that they could have mm-hmm. um, I'm not actually sure when the reveal for this is do you do you happen to know I don't know when the reveal is um, and I don't know how people will receive the commons. The commons that I've seen have looked pretty plain. The rares and the animations have been next level. So I'm wondering if the hype now is based on the rares and um, animations that we've seen, which I absolutely love. And if I was on the, uh, oh, thank you, Michael, uh, 48 hours until, 48 hours after it mints out. I'm not sure if it was only whitelist yesterday or if they completely- Nope, project is fully minted now. Okay, so, um, wow. I love that animation. So yeah, we're probably looking at about 34 hours if uh, quick math is serving me mm-hmm. correctly. 14 hours ago from the announcement that they're 100, uh, 100% sold out. Um, they said it 48 hour reveal countdown with epic Twitter space. So probably try and tune into that. Yeah. Uh, bounty on all Royal family dippies and South by Southwest. So, I mean, yeah, th- like this is, you, you know, you could point to doodles as a style for this, but I mean, they've done a great job of it for sure. Like, um, you know, I'm kind of feeling like something like this, this whole look, you know, some animations behind it. Like how, how good would have invisible friends look if it was more of an entire scene like this, right? Like, look, I think that's all they needed to do. I didn't get the floor invisible friends. I didn't, that didn't, they don't make sense to me because they, they have a plain background implying, please use this as a PFP, but the majority don't work as PFPs. I guess mm. some that have a cool hat and glasses or like say, but as our young Charles was pointing out the day of the reveal, uh, there was one that was just a pencil behind his ear. And therefore, because the rest of him is invisible, it was just a pencil. So many people were just as a joke. I didn't oh, see yeah, that. Yeah, Charles was wearing it for like a day or two. Um, that And, a lot of people on Twitter were to just like, you know, laugh at the absurdity of this collection that like I, you know, and I'm still I'm not even saying I dislike the art on the commons. It's fun. It's not bad art, though. I will say a lot of the commons don't make sense. You know how from a like they are you talking invisible friends, right? Invisible now? friends. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I went on a, a tank. No, 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 that's fine. I just I wanted to clarify so I could. Um, I just think that if you had made Invisible Friends a, a hundred piece collection that were all like that one of one with the water, I think they all would have sold for a hundred ETH. I think people would love these things. I think I think that it would have been universally received and and Fleur wouldn't be down 50% on everything she bought right now. But <laughs> you know, it is the way it is. And these are what they are. Um, I'm wondering with the commons on the dippies that I saw, whether they're playing too, but I love that collection. I'm not totally sure what they're about yet. I don't know how much of their roadmap is public, um, but yeah, 
I like the uh, I like the dippy. It was funny because it felt like it came out of nowhere and it wasn't just me. Like I was talking on the spaces. I was asking people about it. I was like, yeah, I just found out about it three days ago or I just found out about it last week. All of a sudden they were minting. They got on the Andrew Wang um, spaces, which is usually a pretty good indication. Something's not just going to sell out, but it's going to cook. Um, and that's exactly what it did. Sitting at point four right now. I actually do think these are going to fall after reveal. Uh, Wonder Pals had a slight dip after reveal. Uh, Star Catchers is still suffering its post reveal dip. Given the market backdrop and the fact that I don't think these commons are going to blow people out of the water, I would expect that post reveal dip uh, on the dippies. But I do think that there is enough here that they're going to be okay, uh, medium to long term. So yep. maybe uh, buy one like after reveal. Or uh, or gamble on a rare if um you like playing that that rare lottery. I mean, looking at the the stats right now, about nine thousand of them, about five thousand owners, unique owners, which is is a great foot to start on. Yeah. Um, point four ETH. It's it's definitely up above mint price. Uh, we are seeing now reveals kind of going that traditional route of, you know, the rares are baked into that price. So of course the commons are going to fall a little bit and the rares will be worth slightly more or a lot more who knows. Um, and yeah, I could definitely see this being um, following that trajectory as well. 2000 ETH traded too, right? So there's a lot of eyes on this. A lot of ha- uh, money has changed hands in regards to this mint and, uh, and, and, you know, pre-reveal purchasing. So um, the one thing that I wanted to actually talk about, and and I hope that maybe they incorporate this as we start to see it become a little bit more common, is uh, just slight, subtle animations. Obviously, Invisible Friends was fully animated, and it was it was actually quality animation, regardless of what you think of the rest of them. But we saw Starcatchers incorporate some you know subtle animation enough that it doesn't change the dynamics of. The fact that it's a PFP, but if you're looking at it or if you have it on Discord and someone's hovering over your name or something like that, the animation can kind of, you know, occur within there. And just like little subtle things. I think that that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch going on as uh, as as maybe teams start to incorporate that more into the NFT. And there's part of me that's hoping Dippy's uh, takes advantage of that because everything I've seen that's animated from them looks really good. So good. So nice. Do you so, think that we're going to see more projects start to kind of do subtle animation? I was expecting the Sunnies to kind of take that route, and uh, well, I, I didn't see anything. We can talk about that too. Yeah, no, I was expecting um, Wonder Pals to take the the slight animation. No, I think that was maybe just one of the you know kind of magical secret things about Starcatchers, which I am just incredibly, incredibly bullish on. And somebody love- asked, "Oh, yeah, sorry." No, I was going to say I love the Sunnies too. Yeah, somebody asked in the chat earlier why Starcatcher's kind of falling further and faster than some of the other projects that minted um, last week. And personally, I do think that maybe it's a little bit of a victim of going first in that in in this market with mm-hmm. all of the other projects, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a victim of going first. Um, one thing I'll say about the Sunnies, I am seeing them everywhere. I am mm. seeing a lot of people wearing their Sunnies. That's always a, that's always a very good sign. For a project early on. I think people like them. I think they make people feel good. <clears throat> and, you know, shout out to the whole Sunny's team. And you're launching into a tough macro situation. Don't uh, don't let it get you down. 
Very tough. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting just barely above floor price. Um, the volume hasn't been as high on them as some of the other ones. But, uh, you know, we talk about star catchers going first. Uh, Sonny's maybe being a victim of going last, right? Mm-hmm. Fatigue kind of setting in on on the style of drop. Um, the one thing I will say about this is my initial knee-jerk reaction of the floors was actually better than um, Wonder Pals. I don't want that to sound like sacrilege to any Wonder Pals holders, um, but uh, like I was, I was pretty happy with how these all went down. But again, like kind of looking further into them, like I'm looking at this row and it's uh, it's all kind of very much the same. I think I maybe just the color palette is a little more appealing to me. But looking at the highest last sales, these look good but they do not look as good as wonder pals kind of rares and and top tier ones so kind of weirdly sitting just in the middle like an average middle you know yeah that's that's kind of my initial take on them um not a bunch of huge sales on this either like this highest last sale is going for 2.75 ETH. not bad for a 0.05 uh mint and floor project so quite a bit above but uh, nothing shockingly large right this is a very community-based project that didn't try to garner a lot of hype. They do uh, spaces with their community. The people who like these like them. It's going to be uh, a slow build, which means a stronger foundation. So I do like the Sunnies here looking out. Oh, well, hey, they, they held. What's that? I said, I do like the Sunnies here looking out a, f- a few weeks and months. But, you know, Armano's asking us about Loser Club. I think maybe it'll get to twice mint, maybe a little higher based on the fact that it's going to sell out and the hype. And then I think the macro backdrop will do to it what it did to everything else. I hope I am wrong. I am very bullish. I'm going to max mint these and likely pick some up off the secondary, depending on where they open, of course. Um, But at the same time, I don't think anyone can escape the macro backdrop we're at the the open sea volume is where it was December 2nd at its absolute low after the summer that we had. So you just can't get around that. So hard for me to even, you know, it's, it's very hard to call it a bear market. And we talk about that all the time and it's a bearish period, but look, when the volume goes, it's very hard to distinguish. I mean, floors get absolutely killed. And even when they get killed, people aren't buying at that new low price it's at. There's just no way people are just not buying. I think there's some like discouragement and frustration that we need to put some distance between two like and and by distance, I mean time. Right. I think, uh, you know, if we look towards or look at the middle of February when um, I mean, even you and I thought the Super Bowl was going to be a big deal and it wasn't. I think that, you know, the the hindsight was like, oh, kind of just, you know, you feel a bit deflated. Right. Like this was supposed to be a seminal moment for you. um, And then it kind of was this come down. And then that week was a little bit slower. But then we're like, okay, well, the Super Bowl was a bust but like let's look towards star catchers invisible friends weather report um and the uh, wonder pals right yep and then you that that goes down and star catchers does great but you know it, looking at things like hape beast and and azuki which went absolutely crazy like almost too crazy you know all of a sudden a 0.1 mint that's sitting at 0.7 0.8 pre-reveal at the time was less like oh like you know we we thought this was going to be and then invisible friends happened and honestly if you weren't on the allow list and and invisible friends grinding the shit out of that discord early uh you were never going to get to mint that and then you're kind of sitting on the sidelines watching invisible friends go to 10 eth 
yeah. people selling there. And that's an amazing cook for them, but you were by and large left out of it. Right. So yeah. that was kind of frustrating. That was deflationary. Um, and then we kind of go, you know, further on weather report was supposed to be this, uh, a great thing too. And then you have the, the controversy between dented fields and that whole situation was just a, an absolute clusterfuck. Um, that kind of like took the window to the sales. And I, now I think that combined with this macro backdrop is just, you know, everyone's just kind of just down here right now waiting for something to happen. And there's yeah. no project that is immune to that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, no, exactly. I, I think the best thing you could say for projects launching now is that there's no pressure on you. All right. People are going to mint you if they like you, if you fall, um, after your initial hype cycle, it's really just the macro backdrop going down <laughs> because you're not going to know what the market really thinks about your project until there's a market again. So, you know, don't feel as a project this week or next week or in the month of March, don't feel too much pressure. Get out there, launch. If you have a real product and a dedicated team, things are going to work out for you. Oh, yeah. People are still hungry to do something. Yeah. It's not... It's not that. It's just. It, it's just the 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 wind has kind of come out of the sails a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked about hate prime uh, earlier, so just bringing it up. The floor is still continuing to drop. What do we see for the future of them? Um, honestly, it, it's not. It's not great. But uh, you know, if you're if you're still holding this, like I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would tell you to do. Um, I think the opportunity to make a lot of money on this has passed. And, uh, you know, I don't know what announcements this project could make because honestly, they, they, they forced too much hype on this project and they did not even come close to meeting it in my humble opinion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we saw that floor go down from nine ETH to, to, um, now 1.65 and honestly talking about it while the mint was going down how long they dragged out the pre-reveal like we had people in here being like you guys don't understand this thing is going to 20 ETH it's a blue chip already and that kind of mentality scares the fuck out of me um, for the long-term prospects of the uh, the project is like saying 20 ETH is programmed saying blue chip is programmed in I mean you get swatted down by the market hard and the other thing too is and free market will be the first to tell you this as he watches it um, I don't recall any big names really buying these. (laughs) There were no big names buying Mm -hmm. these. Saying hate prime is the new Mechaverse is an insult to Mechaverse. Hate prime is not a real project. The art is terrible and they are going to fall under one. The fact that they are over one is still mind boggling in this market. Uh, It's really just a factor of people not being able to accept their fate this will happen soon these are going to zero i am sorry if you're still holding one we said to sell at nine we said to sell at seven we said to sell at five we said to sell at three i'm telling you to sell at 1.65 yes yeah yeah i don't i I, we actually have talked about this uh, like in private too like what could like not not because we're bullish on the project or we're hoping for a turnaround but like at this point what could hape actually do that would make you bullish on it and if there wasn't a whole a whole lot of answer other than like a supreme partnership which is is not happening with them no so um i i brought up star catchers as the kind of antithesis to that and again like i'm holding a couple star catchers we're obviously bullish on this project but the the big point that i wanted to wait make is if you're watching any kind of like whale watching wallet trackers or anything um this is a project that i 
continuously see the big names and the smart money just doing little sweeps of the floor here and there. Right. Like I see, um, I saw Psyduck just buy five or six, six of these yesterday. Um, you see sneaky starting to buy them and saying that he's bullish on them long-term. Um, uh, some of the other names are escaping me at this very moment, but like that, this is a project that's actually lighting that up quite a bit. And uh, these people are more than happy to be buying at this price and even a little bit higher right now. Yeah. And Psyduck paid 30 ETH for the one of one that matches his uh, cool cat. Yeah. The double one. Yeah. 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 There was a, it's interesting because it has the lower floor. But I would say the art was received a lot better, and they've had much higher sales than Wonder Pals, quite a few of them. So mm-hmm. interesting dichotomy here, my friends. It, it, this is an obvious case of liquidity coming out of the floors so that people could chase whatever was minting the next few days afterwards. And now we've just run into some of the lowest open sea volume in months. So I think we had a better it, opportunity. If you're liquid, you've never had a better opportunity, but... We'll just sit and and we'll watch and we'll let people fud and they'll have all their reasons because as the days go by, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to talk about except sit there and concoct reasons as to how you could run the project better than the team that sold it out in the first place. Sure. Yeah. I think we're going to look back on this kind of set of projects in in, in much the similar way that we're going to look back on... um, Lemons, Alien Friends, and Cool Man's universe, and they've all kind of had their runs at different times, but the, you know they're all still doing their thing and doing well. I, th- I think this is kind of almost like a, a the a cohort of of projects that will, um, you know, they'll have a, a, a long track record for sure, and there's going to be more to talk about with them um, in the future, especially once volume starts to pick up. I only have six star catchers, Penguin. I have six. Six star catchers. Yeah, I'm uh, I have I have four of them myself Um, and I'm watching, honestly, like this is my this is the the number one project that if uh, if that dips um, dramatically lower, I will continue to buy them. These are going over 10. You know, you could I could sit here and say it a million times. They're going to 10. So very, very excited for that. I'm I there are a few traits that I really love that I keep watching to see if if someone gets one near the floor. Um, I'm shopping. I, I like I, I like the price right here. I mean, I may buy one this morning. I'm just being a little, you know. No, I didn't get anything high ranked, my friend. I think the best FMC I got was uh, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> the best start. You're the F- best FMC. Right, was like two thousand or something. I've had bad pulls recently. You know, mm. I did have a great pull on some game called Twenty One Twelve. Uh, but nobody care. I think I sold it for one. Po- I sold a number eight rarity for 1.1 ETH, which I'm sure will haunt me in, in a month or so. But this game frustrates. I don't understand. And the people who told me about it hate me now and won't talk to me. So I don't even know what this game is about. I, I, I honestly don't even know what 2112 is. I'm just holding this bag because I trusted the people who said it, uh, to be bullish on it. So we'll see. Could go somewhere. I liked the... Um... I like the theory behind 2112 and stuff like that, but it is, yeah. it is, there's a lot to absorb with that project. Like you don't just sit down and get it. No, in, I do. Uh, 10 minutes. It looks fancy. I can't deny. And they have some great, uh, uh, NFT community members on their board. I forgot. I think Trop, uh, Tropo was on the board. Mm-hmm. Zeneca, maybe they had some pretty high, pro- 
pretty high profile guys. So I was like, yeah, this this probably makes a lot of sense. Couldn't tell you what it's about at all. I assume it's a video game, but I. Yeah, it's a it's like a community driven story. Um, Matt is asking, is now the buy in or do you think it'll drop a little bit more? I mean, probably. But um, I mean, I wouldn't be looking to spend. What's that? For Shadow Quest? No, he's just asking in general. I think. Um, I wouldn't be looking to spend all of my liquidity that I'm willing to spend in one day anyways. <laughs> like I would just uh, pick my spots here and there and see what happens. Um, I'm happy with where my portfolio is right now, to be honest with you. Um, portfolios. What's that? We like the portfolios. The portfolios are good. Um, Raid Party having a little bit of a bounce back, not like, you know, not above mint price or anything like that. But um, we've been, uh, you know, disappointed in the past. But, you know, it seems like tomorrow is going to be the day that the the game goes live. Um, A couple of weeks back, they finally just said, you know, we need much more time. And uh, I think that they look like they're they're on track to launch it tomorrow. So um, kind of just been sitting on the sidelines waiting for this to happen. The one thing I will say is that this is um, a market and environment that maybe a game can do very well in as people are looking for um, distraction and places to put their attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a new solid uh, P2E game, if that's what this ends up being, could be just what the doctor ordered to kind of uh, quell some of the, the boredom of the market right now yeah yeah um i know that you guys keep very busy with ether orcs um there's still lots to talk about there they're still building with that did you do your ether orc space yesterday too no we postponed it because uh ogres are almost minted out Mm. and we will have a lot to talk about next week so we figured it would be actually better to leave it till next week it still is a weekly spaces we'll we will be doing it every week we did just postpone uh, this one week because of coordination with the team and the big things that are coming up uh, next Wednesday. So rogues were in, uh, we, we kind of suspected it was rogues anyway. I believe that had leaked, but we got official confirmation on the ether orcs, Twitter account yesterday. We got a little preview. We even maybe got a hint at what their utility would be as rogues are stealth and sneaky. And the animations they showed were them, quickly sneaking around in and behind things. Not sure what they're implying, but yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. I will tell you, ogres are almost minted. I don't think old FMC is going to be getting himself another ogre as they are very close to minting out. But um, yeah, really looking forward to that one next week. Love doing those with the whole orc fam. Zug, Zug. Yeah, they're still doing actually really well too, eh? Holding a three-eighth floor. Um, the allies, I think, are what 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6. Oh, 1.1. Yeah. That's good. That's they're they're weathering this storm, um, quite well. Well, it's interesting, right? The Genesis orcs are in a strange place where, while don't get me wrong, the fact that they passively create Zug is big, but given how we have what's called the vendor in the game and how you can basically sell. Anything that these allies make for Zug, they're essentially Zug producers themselves, right? And you can now enter the game. If you buy a Genesis Orc, it's 16. You the 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 floor orcs will earn you about 16 Zug a day. A floor ogre will earn you on average about 12 Zug a day, but it's a third of the price, 
Okay, so you're talking about 75% as much Zug for a third of the price. This is actually a better value when you're thinking about it. Now, the the Genesis orcs were also a victim of whales playing the game early on with a ton of supply to work off. It's not even just that they want to sell. It is impossible to manage a horde of a hundred or you would literally be orking all day. If you had that many orcs that you, it's impossible for these guys to efficiently play the game with that many. I don't know what the number is or what the capacity is, but unless you are just dedicating to doing this all day, full time, and quite frankly, it could become tedious because this isn't a controller based game where you're going around a world and seeing different stimuli, you're pressing buttons, putting them into staking actions, you know, all this type of stuff. So right now, I think allies are severely undervalued, severely undervalued. They should be closer to the price of Genesis orcs than they are. Uh, Genesis orcs themselves are severely undervalued just because we have so much um, supply to work off as well on the Genesis. I, I think Genesis orcs have a fair value around five ETH. And the only reason they're depressed to 2.6 right now is that whales need to work off that supply. We need the demand there. Yeah, actually, I think Penguin just asked the question that you just answered. Agree with the points. How do you then work out if the allies are undervalued or the orc gen orcs are overvalued? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's the that's the constant struggle. I mean, the market is looking for price parity and and to make sense. Um, and uh, my gut is telling me probably meet somewhere in the middle, but, uh, that's, right. you know, it's hard to say in this market, as you just mentioned, there's a downward pressure on the, uh, the mm-hmm. Genesis orcs well, because of the people that were holding them. Yeah. Now here's how I would look at it. I think that Genesis orcs are very undervalued relative to how valuable they're going to be as the game ramps up in this current stage. If I had 2.6 ETH, I'd buy 2.6 allies, not three, not one Genesis Ether Orc. Why? Because you can build a bigger horde by buying three allies, putting them into action, stacking that Zug and sending them raiding versus just one Genesis Orc. Not a lot you could do with one Genesis. It's going to take you a long time to build up enough Zug to level up enough to get anything done. Whereas you buy three allies, you're getting there a lot quicker, and that allows you to build your horde without adding more Ethan, right? You can continue to mint allies, collect bone shards, build up your horde. That would be much more difficult with a Genesis Orc unless unless you had more liquidity to put in. Now, the brilliance about Orcs is the dynamics are always changing. They introduce new utility, a new character, a new dynamic, Based on what's happening, you know, they they this is what's kind of cool about it being a live game on chain that they can track all the stats and everything going on. They will adjust the gameplay to create parity if they see something's becoming too unbalanced. You know, too many people are selling training dummies and potions to the vendor and it's draining the vendor of all the Zug he has. And if the if the vendor has no Zug, it's going to hurt a large portion of the game. Well, how about we make training dummies and potions more valuable by by saying that, you know, orcs cannot do certain things unless they get to a certain level or have enough potions. So I would expect next level and when the rogues are released, the next phase of the game for you to need a lot more training dummies and a lot more potions to do things than you do now. 
That means people are going to need more Zug, but they're not going to be able to sell them to the vendor because they still need them to do the stuff they need. So the orcs closely watch where the imbalance is because by the end of any phase, there's going to be an imbalance. You have max min players. You have max profit maxis who are playing this game at a very high level. Once they all figure out what the optimal strategy is, they ruin it. Of course, then they go blaming it on other things that don't make any sense, but they ruin their own strategy because other people figure it out and start doing the same thing. So by the end of the phase, whatever works at the beginning doesn't work towards the end. Now they will look at that balance. They will figure out how to adjust it so that things get back to the middle, at least in the beginning of that phase. And then people will figure out what the best strategy is for that. Min max it. Get get unbalanced again, and they'll do the same thing on the next phase. So it's yeah. very interesting the similarities that we see to not only traditional, more competitive style gaming, but also even just sports in general. You know, one strategy in like uh, the NFL or the NBA that really kind of just takes hold, and it's like the only the only way that you go. Um, rules start to adjust to try and and um, meet it back in the middle all the time we see it you know um you know a distance on something changes the size of something changes like goalie pads in the nhl um these metas just develop and things if people find these strategies that work really really well and they work until they don't work and uh and and the meta then shifts and adjusts and it's really it's really fun to watch that like push and pull um uh, happen kind of in real time especially i'm i'm not in ether orcs but uh like i know that there's a lot going on and again like Tons of people in Alphamon are still talking about this stuff daily. So, you know, I think that's just a, a testament to the entire ecosystem that Etherorks have built, really. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, Starcraft is the one of the good examples of, of that and like competitive gaming where like these metas shift all the time. So that's fascinating stuff. Um, cool. I think we're almost at the end of the uh, the road for the 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 uh, content that I have lined up and the tabs that I have lined up. But uh, yeah, as Zhao was saying when Shaq destroyed the basket, exactly. <laughs> uh, I remember that. I heard it live on the radio. I remember being a kid. The announcers were like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. There's actually another person that can be in the, the dominance conversation for the time when he was at like his peak physical form. Well, it was I actually, insane. Unfortunately, Animal wasn't uh, watching the show, but I just... Uh, posed the question to him. I said, who was the most dominant at their sport? Tyson, Jordan, Gretzky, or Woods? Mm. Did he get back to you yet? Not yet. Uh, waiting for his waiting for his response. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to throw the, uh, the link up in the chat here if anyone wants to join us and we can just uh, hang out for the next half an hour before we wrap this up. Uh, do we know anything about Braindom? I actually, do you know anything about that? I saw it pop up, but I didn't, um, is that, um, is that, what's her name? Claire Silver's project? No, Braindom was like a, a, a huge app. 
um, like a puzzle solving app mm. on the website saying 150 million downloads. And I, I, I struggled to figure out what the um, relationship to this NFT project is that they're building. I mean, I'll pull it up on screen. Um, they're doing a Brian NFT collection by Braindom Game. Brian NFT collection by Braindom Games is a limited collection of 10,000 unique 3D NFTs with hundreds of unique attributed, like this is just standard jargon um number one app in all of these things word games puzzles trivia games etc etc um they're doing a mint they seem to be patting themselves on the back about how good their app was and how bad how big it was selling but again i'm 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 curious as to like what the relationship between the the app and the uh the uh nft is i I don't know Hmm. brian i guess is like a brain brian so i mean i didn't bring it up because i I saw it and i just i I was uh i was very confused if you um if mike you have any information about that yeah is it minting right this moment i'll check out the uh the drops pre-sales at 10 raffle mint is at noon uh 0.25 um in price i'm 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 somewhat confused I, is it 3D now? I'm pulling up Twitter and the art is completely different on here than it is on the website. The website gives me no indication that that's what that's supposed to look like. What is going on here? <laughs> you have you have uh, the whitelist. What's that? Game. Interesting. Interesting. Pulling pulling up the uh, pulling up the website, I would never have thought that this is what they're going to look like. It's interesting when projects do that. Yeah. Cheech and Chong. Well, do people use FTX? Why is Sam a billionaire? Oh, I see. FTX. This FTX. No one in my life I know ever uses FTX. It is. It is a big platform. Is it outside of America or? The Up Only podcast is sponsored by them. FTX. They talk about it all the time. Oh, on that. No, I, I have no idea. I've never used FTX in my life. Um, oh, Sam, youngest billionaire in the world. FTX taking over. I've never seen one. Oh, yeah, that guy too. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. People love him. Sam Bank, Bank, Bankman? Sam. Can't Sam. remember. Sam Friedman? <laughs> Something real Tom. What's that? I just call him Sam. Sam. Sammy. Tom Nook is saying Shaq is the most dominant. Kareem was very dominant. Jordan was the most dominant, though. <laughs> you had it. Such a nightmare. That's brutal. Yeah, I didn't think Cheech and Chong knew what they were doing or put a lot of care into that project. They probably just had some consultants come to them and say you should do this. So they look genuinely confused when they were like talking about it on the Twitter thing too. Like Chong was just like, yeah, talk to him. I don't know. How did that end up doing? I'm almost scared to check. Not Mm -hmm. good. Not good. My homies. My homies in dreamland. Yes, that's right. GM Cass. GM. GM, GM. How you doing, my man? I'm cool, man. How you guys? Oh, shit. I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's Thursday. Thursday market's going down like I've, I've been I've been saying which is good <laughs> yeah 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 100% because um 
I think there was a group of us that were talking about it. And we were talking about two, three weeks ago, about three weeks ago to get liquid for this period. So, yeah, we, we got liquid and now it's shopping time, I suppose. So, what are you shopping for, my friend? What am I shopping for? Um, oh, they've got a list, dude, man. Got a fucking Certainly list. not my homies in Dreamland, I'm sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> 0.02 floor. I don't expect it to get much higher higher than that. Um, um what am I looking at? I'm looking at Kaiju's. Very nice. I'm looking, at, I'm looking, at, looking at Pepsi Mic Drop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah? Um, Why? Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me asking. Just as a like kind of a legacy NFT? Yeah, yeah, just something for long term. First ever Pepsi NFT, Pepsi mm-hmm. being too So if it goes I, th- I think if it goes down to like 0.3. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll probably cop one of those. Those would be the Pepsi mics, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah I'll pull it up right yeah. now. I mean, I'm yeah, actually yeah. I, I'm I am surprised to see them still at point four. Um, so I mean, it's very low supply and high ownership. So I I mean, I guess so. It requires people to be listing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just looking at them as more historic, long term, keeping the wallet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, give, you give to the child when he's 20 years old. Nice, nice. And yeah, it would just be perfect for that. Well, those are my favorite. I, I, you know, I've been banging the table on mainstream NFT since late last year as we started seeing them come into the industry. I think your average person, if they, you know, if they go beyond a crypto punk or a bored ape, they're going to say like, oh, I thought there was a Pepsi NFT or oh, I thought there was a Budweiser. It's just what's going to penetrate that mind share first. So I like that play. Yeah, no, I do for sure. If your liquidity is allowing you to put this in the wallet and not worry about it, I think there's uh, uh, the conversation of what what pickups here um, are good gets gets very, very big. Yeah, so yeah, there was Pepsi. Pepsi was one of them. Um, Stoner Cats went on a run, which I'm a bit pissed off about. I was mm-hmm. hoping to get point two, but it just mooned to like point four. Mm-hmm. Um, Cat Blocks, if it gets cheap enough, so I can get involved with that whole Puma collaboration shit. But only if it's, only if it's cheap so- enough. I'm just I, maybe you can touch on this a little bit, or maybe some people in the chat can as well. But um, you know, Puma and, and Catblocks have a collaboration. But if you go on Puma's Twitter or whatever, they are just very focused on kind of their own. Like it didn't seem like they gave um, Catblocks the same nod that Catblocks gave Puma. Mm. And maybe that that just makes sense. But I don't know why. No. Why Am I wrong? You're absolutely no. You're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, let's look at the Super Bowl as an example. We were all thinking, and people who were holding Pepsi mics were thinking, "Oh my God, Pepsi show with some NFTs, NFTs, blah 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 blah." Um, hype ran up, ran up to one point two, and then plumped down. Because why are you going to advertise to less than a million people? Sorry, say, say that again. Yeah. Yep, yep. Do you know the the. Oh, market? Yeah. Yeah, oh, the marketplace yeah. is, is is a million people. Why are you really going to spend all your resources to kind of do that? Or why are you going to spend your resources to teach people? Let people get fucked first. Mm-hmm. Once they're fucked, then we'll teach them. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, that's, that's my point on that one. Let's go. Ah, I like Let's it. Go. And um, what's another one that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on? Um Someone put it on my radar the other day, but Toy Boogers? Yes. 
huge. I always see that one pop up. Huge. Uh, shout out to the homie Toy Boogers, who's in Alpha Mint. And he, uh, his project is one that I also mentioned yesterday as getting a lot of allow list, right? Yes. Like people were talking about, you know, should I join MBHQ or should I join Origins or some of these other alpha? And it's not that those servers aren't great because they are. It's just that there are so many NFTs you can buy that offer you the same amount of whitelists, right? Like you, the problem is the ratio, right? Like how many people are in these very large alpha groups and entering these, these you know, whitelist raffles versus these NFT collections? Like you go to Little Lemon Friends, there's about 500 entries on each raffle that they hold. And there are usually 100 to 200 allow list spots. Little Lemons get more allow lists than almost any other project out there. Kaiju King, Ether Orbs, Toy Boogers, Cool Man's Universe, Alien Friends. Why would you spend three ETH on an alpha pass when you can literally buy an elite NFT collection and have the same exposure to whitelist? It makes us buy the NFT. Look at that. And Toy Boogers, great example of that. I'm very bullish on Toy Boogers, not just for the art and not just for the allow list, but that community. That community is dedicated. That community is legit. Love that pick, uh, Cass. Love that pick. Oh, thank you. Um, is there anything else? Other f- there's, there's loads. Like, mm-hmm. just keep an eye on it. But yeah, those are, the, those are the ones that really stand out. Yeah. For me personally. And have you yeah. guys heard of Lewis Monet Space Revolution? Yes, yes, I did. I saw that that watch yesterday. Tell me about it, though, because I saw people talking about it. I didn't really know too much. Um, this it's it's the whole introduction of NFTs to kind of real life shit. Um, mm-hmm. Where uh, Louis Monet, they're they're Swiss watches, and yeah. I think the average price is about or the start of price is about twelve thousand pound, about fifteen thousand mm-hmm. US. Um, they've made an NFT, and the only you know, given the whole spill of bringing time into the metaverse and all that bullshit. But I think the, the, the long and short of it is you can have a Louis Monet, um, a Louis Monet face on your mm-hmm. Apple iWatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's currently as low as, um, it's currently as low as mint price at the moment. So if it goes below mint after reveal, yeah, might, might be something, but I, I want to see after reveal. That's kind of a cool idea to be able to have like, you know, the, the product's face and like they built it in with the idea of like the Apple Watch kind of uh, mm. being a prominent display piece for NFTs. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, wrong time, wrong time of the year to kind of pull it out, really. Mm-hmm. I think, I think any, anyone that's pulling a project right about now over the next two, three weeks could be in trouble. So yeah. we'll just do has anyone heard of Debt City? No. Debt City, no. I don't know. I, pop up. I just want to allow a spot from the orcs for Debt City. It looks like um, a little P2E game. 10,000 oh. 10, members in the Discord. Pixel art. Not bad looking. They have a white paper. So I didn't just didn't know if anyone knew anything about it. I guess I got to go research now. No, I didn't. I got um. What did I get off Orcs yesterday? Um, non fungible miners. Oh, I had heard of that one too. Very nice. Look at that. See, Ether Orcs. Allow it. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Yeah, 
they, they had a lot on that, and it seems cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still skeptical about it because, yeah. from what I can gather, is is that they're going to use they're going to use the mint money to buy a ASIC or a yeah. ASIC miners, mm-hmm. and then mine it, and then whatever. But yeah. in, my, in my opinion, that just yeah. shows me you're getting a whole heap of money of people of minting to buy these machines. So once when the project goes tits up. Yeah, got a whole bunch of mining rigs. Mm-hmm. Happy days, all on Bitcoin as well. Can't go wrong. No, no. Yeah, no. It's it's, it's, it's just me being um, skeptical because I think I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit more skeptical oh, wow. with, with projects nowadays, man. Because everyone says the same shit, and it's well, just. I felt like that's what happened. That's what happens last cycle too. Like first, you have whatever model is working, right? You have whatever mint price, format, look, meta, whatever. You have this thing that's working. Then people see that obvious cash grabs start using that model. And people go, well, this is what's wrong with that model. This, this, and this, this, and this. So the good projects start doing those things differently. And then all the cash grabs go, oh, look. Look at how those other projects are now doing those things. Let's do it like that because now we're going to look like one of those good products. And then it happens that this cycle is happening all the time where whatever we do to adjust to say, this is what a good project is, the scam artists go, oh, well, we got to make it look like that's what we're doing too. So that's always the trap is that we settle on this thing like, okay, so good projects have this, they have this, they have this, and they have this. And the same people making that list of the scam artists go, oh, good projects have this, 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 and this. And it's a, a constant game, cat and mouse. They're one step ahead, we get ahead of them, one step ahead, you know. Well, it's funny you should say that because it like marketplace. Yeah. How many fucking NFT projects? Am I hearing at the moment that are going to build a marketplace for right. wireless? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and that's the point. And we're at the end of the previous meta. Volume's gone away. People think the alpha's gone. I mean, it's an illusion. It's ridiculous. This is this is correlation without causation. It's you know, we're we're literally at the in between phase, and a new meta is going to be born out of it. And it's going to be like, oh, this was the model everyone was supposed to do all along. And oh, everything's back above the old highs. And look, everything crashed to 20x where it was at the beginning of December. Oh, shit, we're all dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of switch up coming out of this, uh, this bear market. What's that? By the top. But yeah, you know, and real Tom Nook brings up a great point. Look at Star Catchers and Wonder Pals. They've had more partnerships than arguably any other project out there. They're already giving away a loud list. I've already entered three contests as being a holder of Wonder Pals and Star. They're barely getting off the ground running. Owning these NFTs for access to the raffles is it, man. I mean, that's that's such that's that is where the alpha is going for. You know, trading's dead. Okay, trading is dead. And that's why all these traders are grumpy and looking for answers in places where they're not going to get them. The bots have eliminated that arbitrage. There's too many people who know what you're doing, are doing the same thing. And that's just not going to be profitable anymore. That's done. It's over. We're moving into a new meta. We always said last year that this year's bull run was going to look different. Well, it ain't going to be easy. You're not going to be able to just press a little button and steal everyone's money anymore. It doesn't work that way. Random question. What's your thoughts on on, on anonymize? Anonymize, another one 
that I would say is worth owning just for the alpha and allow this alone. I, I am not in that community, but both Maz and Shubs talk nothing but great things about them, how intelligent they are. I think so many people lose the fact that being a part of one of these alpha communities is much more about learning the thought process than the actual alpha itself, because everyone has the same tools. There's a, there's no fucking secrets out here. 80 ETH for Neo Tokyo was always ridiculous. They had the same alpha as everybody else. It was just a pump and dump group because people respected them and had so much. There's no secret alpha out there, guy. It's a fucking illusion. What there are are proper thought processes and hive minds that create the opportunities. And that's what's always been most valuable in any of these communities. And that's why I'm talking about anonymized. As far as I can tell, they are up there with the best of them about learning how to think about this market, getting you those opportunities, and just being around the smartest and best devs in the game. So yeah, anonymized, certainly like them too. I don't know about the the ETH price of Anonymize, but I, I certainly like the utility and the benefits of being part of that club. It's gone, it's gone down. It's 1.3 ETH. 1.3 now, yeah. yeah. On Anonymize? On the babies or on the gens, my friend? On the gen. On the gen? Okay. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So it's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty I'm, palatable price for, for that group, actually. There's a few. And in regards of Alpha as well, you've also got to look at it as... Um, as the industry because mm -hmm. if you can remember what september october if i can remember rightly correct me if i'm wrong um you had to be in board api club cyber kongs and kaiju to get real alpha in the industry yeah anyone anyone that mentioned anything from those three groups or four groups mm -hmm. yeah that, that was alpha. that was automatic yep yep but now it just seems like it's saturating towards different people and, and yeah. different groups and yeah. end of the day alpha is just knowledge now so as long as someone can research that's alpha and that's it and the thing is what everyone oh sorry just cast i didn't mean to cut you off no, 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 no. Well, I think that's the issue here is that people don't understand like what is alpha, right? What is it? And they're, they're missing the core of exactly what, what is being given. And you look back um, to those, it, it was just a completely different time. And I think that the, everything around us is changing so quickly that it's very hard to determine exactly what's causing anything. I mean, the people who adapt quickest in this market are the ones who are going to succeed. And arbitrage gets eaten up quickly. Remember, I always say we have three rational players in this market. We have project creators. We have the, the customers, the collectors, the people who buy, and we have the miners. And the three of them are always fighting to get the largest piece of the pie. And it goes back and forth. And creators and miners are going to figure out how to eliminate as much of the arbitrage as possible for collectors and collectors and creators are going to figure out how to eliminate as much of the arbitrage as possible for miners and miners and collectors are going to figure out how to eliminate as much of the arbitrage for creators. This constant fight is going to end up in an overall lessening of the easy money. And as that easy money leaves and people can't win on this on the methods that they were trading on before, they blame the wrong things. They don't know what's going on. It must be this. It must be that. I'm doing all the same things, but it's not working. Hello. Wake up. Wake up. I hate to keep going back to this conversation, but it never lasts. The carry trade. It never lasts. 
this this conversation actually again goes back to poker, right? With online poker. It's the only thing that ever worked. I, I was going to say shout out to London Hardfork. Dutteith, the London Fork Dutteith. yeah. Shout, shout out to fucking what's his name, Eve Kai. I don't even know his name. I trade Eve. <laughs> I don't even know the fucking guy's name. Vitalik. Yeah, Vitalik. Yeah, Vitalik Buterin. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to the team. Shout out to London Hardfork. Shout out. Shout out to making my mining rig fucking two times slower than what it is. Oh, whitelist. In this wonderful period of time, have you guys looking into anything? Oh yeah. I, I the thing is, I can't say. I've secured five partnerships coming up over the next month. I am so excited about uh, for Alpha Mint, but the the Discord is still closed. The projects are just getting out there. Let me see which one. I think one just went public with their account and announcements the other day. So let me see if I'm true about... Yeah. So Somewhere Nowhere is one that I find very compelling. Um, let me see. This isn't one of the ones I actually got to deal with yet. I, I really can't speak about those yet. This is actually just one that came across my screen. Only 857 followers on Twitter. Guys, you got to check this out. I'm going to send um, R2 the link right now yeah i'm really excited about coming forward are like oh you went to the the twitter or no here no i was waiting for the the link from you yeah yeah um it's very unique uh i think a lot of projects are coming out in march that aren't part of the same mold i think people like to generalize like oh we're in the cute meta oh we're in the p2e meta or oh we're in the art meta or oh we're in the cute meta all this type of stuff I hate classifying things like that because I don't think I think all this shit is project specific. Like, I don't think that just because a cute project did well and five other cute projects launched and trade above mint, we're in a cute meta. I, I think that's kind of a ridiculous angle to take. Um, so whatever. I th- This is one of my favorite projects based on the art coming up. And they literally just started. So there's like a few of them that I think are very interesting and unique. Um, and have great stories and lore. Somewhere, nowhere. Follow them, check them out. Um, that's just one I'm looking forward to. I do think we're going to go into an art phase, kind of like how we did over last summer with the generative art. I think fine art is going to come back into vogue here this summer. I can, I can see that. Mm-hmm. The hardware play too, right? Is uh, those getting into more people's hands? They want stuff that they can display on yeah. their wall rather than their profile picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I, I had something pulled up earlier when you were talking about kind of uh, the the race between like legitimate projects and then scammers kind of like or rug pulls kind of moving into that space, talking about what they did. Um, mm-hmm. We mentioned uh, what was that project? Beanbag Friends mm-hmm. um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh, and pointed out it looked like Little Big Planet. Some rug pulls just aren't even trying anymore. <laughs> um, I saw this pop up on uh, on Twitter this morning. Little Big Friends. The game that Sony issued the DMCA to Beanbag Friends about their artwork was literally called Little Big Planet. And this project is making a, a PFP called Little Big Friends. And again, has this like sack boy. Kind of, I mean, Dude, Freeware talks about it all this time, failing intentionally. This is the easiest way for them to be like, oh, 
Sony hates us. Sorry, guys. We're gonna try our best to switch it up, but you know. No, dude. You know. You know what you're trying. No one does. I mean, even if you look at uh, if you look at dented fields and weather report. Okay. Have you guys seen a Netflix program called Cupheads? Is it Cupheads? Cuphead is a yeah, yeah. and a video game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you now? You know, people, Dented Fields was like, this is my art and the rest of it. Yeah. But you must have got inspiration from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird how these guys could be the inspiration. Throw Serial Same Club as, in there too. Yeah, that as well. And then you've got, um, what is it, Beepos? Well, Cryptoons goons were also uh, admittedly inspired by Cuphead. That was something that they brought up when they yeah. made Cryptoon goons. But even then, it, I think with Cryptoon goons, whilst mm-hmm. everyone was doing was, was following each other, they actually broke the mold. Yeah, I think you know. Um, love that project. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like so, it's very yeah. It's just different from anything else that was out at the time. Definitely. definitely. Um, yeah, I think also going on the different side, whilst everyone was on this cute, whatever, whatever the fuck you call it, mm-hmm. like cute meta, I think that's yeah. why I went for the Howlers because it's a bit more aggressive and it's mm-hmm. a bit more different. And it's just, I like the art. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not no, like, I love the art on Howlers. I think it's yeah. some of the better, the better art that's launched in the last, uh, in the last month. No question. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I think even, even though the price has gone down today, like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I still, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so ah, um, what's the fuck? Um, couple of have you guys heard of is it Caden? Kazen? 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 Is it an artist or a project? Now nah, Kazen, as in a project. Mm. Um, I don't know if I can. Kazen NFT. Is it? Yeah, I think Kazen Corpse. Case uh, case oh, of, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, case in the Oh, is like a... Yeah. It's very yeah, so, Azuki-esque. Yeah. Well, it's a free min. Yeah. It's a free min, and they, they've been a bit picky and fussy on who is who's going to jump in. So, um, for free min, I couldn't really go wrong, really. So, I just jumped in for that. For, and see Did you that get was. one of these, or it's not out yet? Uh, it's not out yet. It's out on the 5th. So... <laughs> As Saturday, said, yeah, three min happy days, and then there's um chain scouts. Yes, chain scouts coming up. Pumped for that one too. I really am. Uh, a shout out to traffickers for for sorting man out. Like, mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, um, chain scouts. Chain scouts looks interesting, and the community looks good. Yeah, and I think I think what what really kind of made me go wow about them is um as a community member you were allowed to go to just cubes and get your own free node mm-hmm. i was like wow like you're gonna give me a free node. they gave a chain scouts node yeah but it's a node just for being a part of the community wow it's it's pretty cool yeah so it is the alpha was pretty cool um mm-hmm. they, they've done they've done yeah, I mean, Crypto Wall Street does most of their shouts. Yeah. And it seems associated with like a few decent groups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all right. So, yeah, Chain Scout seems impressive, man. That's that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah, definitely. When is that going down again? March 6th. 
Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what's that Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, that that, one, that one's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. The one I'm not really looking forward to because it is that cute metal, and I don't really know much about it. But maybe you guys might shed some light. Is it um, droplets? I saw that pop up too, and I just got like immediate like Starcatcher's vibes from it. I guess is that right? Is that the right one? Yeah, it looks like a, a mashup between Tasty Bones. Oh, yeah, Tasty Bones was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tasty Bones, Starcatchers, Invisible. It just seems like a mix of all of them, but they've just made drop heads, to be honest. So I've got wireless for that, but I wouldn't say I'm the most. Mm-hmm. But it's minting too, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure when midday is because I've only got the wireless and I'm not on the Discord. So I'm. I'm oh, I'm, Moment. Little Just Blobs track. World was what I think I pulled up. I've never seen that before. Uh. Droplets, yeah, droplets. The art looks all right. Yeah, sorry, I was getting two con- uh, two projects confused here. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, the project, it, it, the art seems okay, but again, I, I think I'm, I think I'm done with that cutesy profile picture kind of looking thing. I've got my lemon. I'm cool You're Trafficist, Michael. I've been talking to Trafficist for months. Trafficus is a, is, is, is a good guy, man. <laughs> no, it is Michael Fraser. that. I don't think he means he is Trafficus. I know he's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Trafficus is the man. Uh, I love Kaiju Kings. Represent. I still need to go into Kaiju's, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you'd like it there. We, you, I guarantee you'll know everyone in there once you... Uh... Probably. This is the thing. Like, so uh, the idea was to make as much thing and then to buy one or two... <laughs> Oh, what? what? <laughs> Michael is Travicus? I can't tell if he's messing with Why are we having two separate DMs then? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I am Travicus. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Oh, hi. So, Travicus. <laughs> That's his, re- I guess, that, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. All right. Oh. I wanted to touch quickly on Puma and Cool Cats. I think it's a bit of a nothing burger in the short term, just because it'll probably be a while before we see any real world collaborations from them. And Cool Cats is just too mired by the Cooltopia launch right now, or I think the Puma news to move the needle here. I saw Hermano uh, asked about it earlier, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I like the news. Uh, I think it's good. I just think that, um, yeah. Puma's Puma's grand entrance in NFTs was spread very thin too. Like they kind of didn't t- focus or touch on any specific project. They just started buying all kinds of uh, cat-related projects. But I mean, obviously, they changed their profile picture to the cool cats, which is probably the biggest thing. But. Yeah, I know, Michael, but I gave you an out. That's why I was doing that whole routine. You could have been like, "Ah, no, I didn't. I typed it wrong that way." But no, now you're docs. We'd see your first and, and last right there. <laughs> We love the traffic. Love the traffic. I think it's a cool collab. Is them being? Yeah, totally agree, Romano. I like I said, I love the um, I love the long term prospects of it. I just don't uh, I just don't know if it's going to overcome the FUD being created by this cool Topia launch. I'm not a, I, I'm very bullish on cats. I actually love cats here between five and seven or, whether, or wherever they're sitting on a daily basis. I know we see wet offers being accepted for five um, pretty regularly now. 
I'm very bullish on the cats. I think that in a way, this Cooltopia thing is the best opportunity for anyone that wanted to get into cool cats over the long term. Nothing's changed to me about that story. Um, the Cooltopia launch was botched. It was bad. Uh, in retrospect, maybe they shouldn't have even gone in that direction, given where I think the real potential is for cool cats. But it doesn't change my long-term view on the project in the least. Yes. Sorry, I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard for anything to move the needle right this moment. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's where we're at. It's all good. All right. Cass, it's good to have you up on stage, my dude. Always a pleasure, my friend. And um, I might see you tomorrow. If not, I'll see you next week. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you don't, have yourself a, a great weekend. Perfect. You too, guys. We'll be here. Thanks, Have a good weekend, Chris. You too, bro. Free market. Anything else you want to touch on, real quick? No, I'm Get done. That time? Nope. Done. done. Finito. Thursday. Wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We appreciate it. As always, the entire episode is going to be up on YouTube and Spotify. You'll be mm -hmm. able to check it out if you tuned in late. Yeah. Free market. You want to get us out of here? Good luck at the tables, DJs. <laughs>